There it was. Yeah. The opening, opening of Monday Nitro, WCW's Monday Nitro. All right. Welcome back to Big Talk with Chris and Greg. This is Chris. This is Greg. Tonight, tonight, today, this morning, whenever you're listening, special, special episode. We're going to talk about the very first Monday Nitro, WCW Monday Nitro. Hell yeah. From September 4th, 1995. 95. Uh, but before we get into that, let's talk about where you can get a hold of us. Oh, okay. BigTalkCG.podcast. Uh, that's for Instagram. Comment on everything. BigTalkCG at gmail.com. Email us about everything. Ooh. And on Twitter. I don't know what's going on with our Twitter. BigTalkCG at BigTalkCG. Twitter. Twitter's doing good. Twitter's man. uh they're the they're the main focus for driving for Taiwan, dude. Yeah. Have you taken a look at it, man? The Taiwan Twitter crew. Yeah, Taiwan <laughs> Twitter crew. Hey, what's up, guys? Um reaching out, guys, you know, go ahead and uh, email us, comment, criticize, likes, hates, wants. What do you want to talk about? Give us your opinion. We'd love to hear from you. We would love to hear from you. So what's going on, Greg? What, anything you want to, you know, I always like to ask you. Anything yeah. you want to talk about? Uh, Maybe you got a little nugget. No, just uh, the last time we recorded, uh, I was at the show of, I told you, the Trinity of Terror at the Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, Palladium. I went to go see uh, um, Motionless and White, my favorite band, um, Ice Nine Kills, and Black Bell Vibes. Mm-hmm. So I had a great time. Me and my wife went, had, drinks, had a good time, drank some beers, drank some mixed drinks. Um, you know, went out, had a date night out of it. So it was cool. Good times. Nice. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Got to support that rock and roll. Yeah. Rock and roll. Rock and roll forever. (laughs) Just saying that, man, I recently got tickets for uh, Danzig, who's going to be out here in uh, the Toyota Center in Ontario. And um, I got tickets for Rise Against in uh, the forum. So the Rise Against news are coming in the summertime. Got tickets for that too, man. So you'll be seeing me at the show with my shirt on, not off. Having a good time. Hey, man, you can wave it around. <laughs> Why not? Why not, man? Didn't you say you were going to get the uh, QR code tattooed to your butt? No, you told me no, earlier? no, no, no. So Forearm, maybe. If you guys want to see. Neck, maybe, possibly. You guys can scan Greg's butt. <laughs> <laughs> this is your butt. Um, let's uh, You want to jump right into this, man? Sure. Um, here, let me. I got to turn this a little bit. Hold on. All right. So, you know, WCW, they uh, decided to give. Um, Monday Night Raw, a run for its money, and uh, they started off with um, a little slow, man. But you know they they kept uh, pushing out there. So let's uh let's let's go back a little bit and let's kind of you know review the kind of the build up, the the climate of wrestling at that time, what kind of led up to that. So kind of basically, like Greg had said, uh, the Monday Night War. What kind of was this was like. This was the beginning of the Monday Night Wars, but it wasn't necessarily the beginning of the feud between Vince McMahon and Ted Turner. Correct. That had started, you know, 10, 12 years earlier. Um, so basically, um, with the start of Nitro, started the Monday Night Wars, which went all the way to March of 2020, 2001. Was it March, I believe? March? I'm going to say that. Um, this, so this started in September uh, 4th, ni- uh, 1995 was the debut episode, but we need to rewind it a little bit so we can get a little context on uh, the buildup to this first Monday Nitro, what the environment of wrestling was at the time. Um, you know, just so uh, people that may not follow wrestling just aren't going to um, jump in here and, and not have any context into what's going on. So um, basically, um, the build uh, in the United States, everything was kind of territories. You had your, um, you know, Georgia, you know, you had your Mid-South, you had your Florida yeah. Championship Wrestling, WWWF, uh, um, whatever, I can't remember, the Federation up in Minnesota, you had your Pacific Northwest Wrestling, you know, all these wrestlings all over the world, and they were all um, governed over by the NWA. Yes. Um, Vince McMahon decided, I'm going to break away. Um, I'm going to try to go worldwide, nationwide, uh, with the advent of cable television, kind of really helped mm-hmm. him do that. Uh, started signing some stars from other federations, other territories. Uh, 
had a show on the USA Network. I know I'm kind of fast forwarding and skipping some yeah. things. I'm just going to hit the high points. I'm just going to go peak to peak to peak to peak. To kind sure, of, sounds I don't, good. We don't, we don't need to hit everything. Um, and about this time, also uh, Ted Turner cable started coming out. Ted Turner had his uh, TBS. He had his TNT, but TBS was the main channel, the super station. Everybody remembers that. Remember, everything started five minutes after the hour. Yeah, seven thirty-five. Yes. Um, so the one thing that he always had on there was wrestling. So he had his um, Georgia uh, Championship Wrestling was their flagship wrestling show. Mm-hmm. He was out of Atlanta. And they fell on hard times. They sold their time slot and airtime to Vince McMahon. He was put on a show on TBS that he promised one thing. He promised, you know, like new matches and, and, ta- and live stuff and so on and so forth. But he ended up giving them clips and tapes. Uh, of other matches that were filmed in Madison Square Garden, but Boston Garden up in the Northeast where WWF was. Um, that did not sit over well with uh, Ted Turner. He pressured him to sell his time slot um, and eventually, uh, you know, so that kind of soured that relationship with Ted Turner and okay. that kind of started this friction and this battle and this if you will, war for the next like 16 years. Right. Um, so, you know, with the, with the cable television, it really allowed, and, and Ted Turner kind of, in, in a way, kind of had the same vision of Vince McMahon. Like this thing is nationwide. You're going to be able to have people in all points of the nation see your wrestling. Yeah. And, and, you know, he wasn't just wrestling. He had the whole network, but Vince McMahon was focused on sports entertainment, as he is like to say, sports entertainment. But Ted Turner also knew that cable television was going to be a big thing, obviously. TBS, TNT, CNN, uh, you know, the channels that he owned. Uh, So uh, eventually what happened, you know, Vince McMahon had a couple shows. He had his primetime wrestling, his All-American wrestling, I believe it was called. uh, You know, a couple wrestling shows that were, you know, all over the nation. You know, there was not a lot of those shows released here in the West Coast. No. On that kind of stuff. So I don't remember seeing, I remember hearing about them or seeing them like on videotapes after, but just not a lot of stuff to actually see when out here on the West Coast and you're trying to watch it. I think ours was Channel 13, you know, that type of stuff we'd watch. And uh, so um, let's see, let me... uh, So uh, McMahon and Turner were not on good terms at that time, and that really started the wars, like I had said. So let's go ahead and just fast forward, fast forward, fast forward um, to the early... Early, mid early nineties. Okay. Um, a lot of the shows that McMahon had, the ratings were not good. You know, the prime, in my opinion, the primetime wrestling was a really good show. That's the one that had Bobby the Brain Heenan and Gorilla, where they would have a match on. Uh-huh. Of course, they were like taped, so they were studio dubbing over there. Oh, okay. But man, they had such a great uh, chemistry, chemistry, dude. Yeah. Gorilla months. I mean, obviously, Gorilla being the face and Bobby being a heel. You know, and also Gorilla and. Uh, the body Ventura were Jesse. also good, but Bobby the Brain and him had just had that special, special oh, yeah, chemistry. Dude. Oh, was... definitely, definitely on that, on the ring announcers, uh, ring commentator stuff, man. So good stuff. That and you know, ratings just started to wane. Yeah, and finally, you know, uh, uh, Ted Turner had bought, uh, he had bought the uh, the Georgia. It was no, it wasn't. It was now called Championship Wrestling from Georgia. He bought that. Um, from the owner, but the owner had gobbled up some of those smaller territories around that area. And so they owned so many that that's kind of when you saw that show, like in the late eighties and the nineties, it was synonymous with the NWA. Okay. Yes. It was synonymous because they owned so many smaller territories that it kind of came, became interchangeable with people like myself that were younger, didn't know people that were watching the TV, maybe not the insiders didn't knew the difference, but we were, it was just synonymous and that's just, that's just the way it was. Um, so that's why they had that show. And I remember those great shows of the late eighties and the early nineties with the four horsemen, all that, you know, kind of good stuff. Oh yeah, dude. I enjoyed watching, uh, Ric Flair goes to WWF for 18 months and wins the title at the rumble, you know, Reigns over that place, you know, crazy. He finally comes back to WCW, uh, NWA. Can't wrestle because he has no wrestling clause. And went like for oh, okay. six months or three yeah. months or ninety days, whatever it is. But he finally wins the title back. 
They're going to build their whole uh, NWA world champion. I don't think it was world championship wrestling yet at that point around uh, Ric Flair. Then eventually, um, and I'm not sure I'm going to have to go here and kind of look at my timeline again. Um, Hogan decides he's going to leave. I think that was after Raw had started. Oh, okay. I think Hogan was on the Raw. Um, the Raw. <laughs> um, and that kind of bona fide and made um, WCW kind of a major player, just getting that one person. Correct. Um, at the, uh, around that same time, Macho Man was also yeah. relieved of in-ring duty and was just an announcer. He was unhappy with that. Yeah. Uh so, so just a synopsis size where we're at this point. Ted Turner owns WCW, rebrands it as WCW. And the famous conversation everybody hears is he calls Vince McMahon and says, "Hey, I'm in the wrestling business," and Vince McMahon tells him, <laughs> "Well, I'm in the sports entertainment business. That's a big difference." Uh, so you can kind of just see the two <laughs> philosophies. Yes, you know, wrestling like Ted Turner, WCW. They want the wrestling. Yeah, Vince McMahon. The sports entertainment. So they were kind of seeing these things from two different angles, but you know, that just kind of, you know, showed, you know, they still had the heat between each other and it just never, ever, ever, ever went away. You know, that, that kind of even sounds like today the version of wrestling where, um, AEW is doing that where we're doing wrestling and, you know, Vince is still doing, I'm doing sports entertainment. So there's two coming, two angles that are still, or the past is repeating itself basically. Yeah. And you know, back in the day, they used to do these nasty things like uh, uh, so, uh, uh, on Thanksgiving Day, McMahon had Survivor Series and he scheduled it against an already planned Starcade on pay-per-view. <laughs> and he, uh, most pay-per-view companies could only air one of them. Right. And yeah, McMahon said, if you don't air ours, you won't air basically have any of our stuff again. Ah. So they had to make a choice and some kept their contract with WCW, some didn't. And then when WrestleMania four and five came, that's when the clash of the champions one and two came out. They played on free TV opposite those pay-per-views after a couple of years, that kind of stuff kind of faded away. They weren't doing that thing because they were just at each other. And it really wasn't, you know, WWE was kicking their ass, right? You know, people wanted to watch the, the pay-per-views and stuff. Um, but basically, you know, you know, Crockett finally, uh, had to sell to, uh, Ted Turner, the world championship wrestling yeah. came to fruition um, young man named Eric Bischoff that was in, uh, an announcer and a, and a sa- slash sales associate got promoted to executive vice president. There's more to it than that, but that's just the that's just the yeah the gist of that story. He wanted to compete directly with WWF, who had already started Raw. I think Raw did Raw start in '93. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna say around that time '93 Raw started. Bischoff wanted to compete directly with uh, Vince McMahon and WWF and Raw. He went in to uh, pitch some stuff to Ted Turner. Ted Turner stopped the whole, you know, hey, stopped the whole meeting and said, what do you need from me to compete with the WWF? Wow. And Eric Bischoff wasn't prepared, so he just said, was not prepared to get asked that question. So he asked for something he thought he would never get. I need primetime opposite WWF's Raw on Monday night. Ted Turner gave it to him. <laughs> Ted Turner gave it to him. And that really kind of set the real wheels in motion. Right. Which eventually, months later, came, you know, Monday Night Raw premiered on September 4th, 1995. And that was, you know, the start of those Monday Night Wars. Wait, did you say Monday Night Raw? Or did you the, make- Monday, the start of the Monday Night oh, Wars. Oh, start of the Monday Night Wars. Yeah, start okay, of the Monday yes. Night Wars. And Bischoff looked at it like, okay, what do they do that we can do differently? They're yeah, taped. They're, they're, you know, they weren't always live. They were taped yeah. you know, some of the times. They're taped. We'll be live. Got they're kind of cartoony. You know, you well, know, WWF was entertainment type stuff. Yeah. We're going to be more realistic and, and, and reality stories based. and stuff. Yeah. So he tried to be different. Uh, but man, that first raw or the first nitro, we kind of talked about it briefly before. We didn't really talk about it before today. But man, that first nitro, to me, in a lot of points, is pretty freaking cheesy. Yeah, definitely totally cheesy on that one. You could tell, like, so the first one they pull out in the Mall of America in Minnesota. You know what I mean? Like, 
really. So we're gonna we're gonna um, record Nitro Mon- uh, Monday Night Nitro in the middle of the you know a courtyard in you know the Mall of America. Yeah, and you know, like we did a couple weeks ago with our office episode, we're gonna go ahead and actually play the audio of the yeah. whole All Monday right, cool. Nitro. It's uh, it was only an hour long show, so it's about forty five minutes. You know, sans the first. 27 seconds that we played of the intro music and, <laughs> and uh, we're gonna probably do minimal stopping because i don't think that people need to listen and hear a lot of stuff like in the office you want to hear the good jokes you want yeah to hear the definitely punchlines but i think here we just kind of talk over it and you're gonna hear us talk about what's going on some of the announcing and stuff um it's a little bit of something we did a couple weeks ago but it's gonna be a you know little different and we'll see if we can pull it off as well as the office episode all right did. sounds but, good but, um for us this is kind of something that we wanted to do uh, and we hope you guys really, really enjoy it. Yeah. But you can go ahead and keep on talking. You know, it was at the uh, from the land of ten right here, like Eric Bischoff lakes. says. Yeah. Minneapolis, Minnesota, the Mall of America, the only building big enough to hold the Turn the volume down just a little bit. WCW Monday Nitro. We are coming to you live. So their announce team was not at this point one of the best announced teams. Eric no, Bischoff, obviously the executive vice president, but this guy right here, Steve Mongo McMichael, was garbage. Right, Hot garbage. They, they didn't need him there, man. Look at all these these guys in the back, taking their faces, waving their shirts. <laughs> this guy was. Oh, here he goes. This is yeah. the only good part of the whole announce team. Bobby the Brain Heenan, dude. They had signed over. Macho Man, they got gotten Hogan, they had gotten yeah. Macho Man, Brutus Beefcake, the Nasty Boys, Gene Okerlund, Bobby the Brain Heenan. I mean, they were building a legit roster oh, from yeah, top to bottom trying to compete. I was a big fan of yours when you played for Denver. I enjoyed all your oh. games. You were great with the Cubs. We might have played them on Monday night. I don't know. No, wait a minute. What about all the stuff you were saying last night? Come on, now's your opportunity. I didn't say a thing about you. I was kidding. I said something about basketball and football. I give you my word. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a lot of great action coming away. <laughs> He's a football <laughs> player. <laughs> you see that he's slighting him right there, saying I was saying things about baseball and basketball. And we're kick things off with a man from Tokyo, Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. So we'll keep it. We'll keep it playing in the background a little bit. I'm just gonna turn it down. So his first match is uh, Jushin Thunder Lager yes. from Japan and Brian Pillman from Cincinnati, Ohio. Yeah. So uh, Jushin was actually with New Japan Wrestling mm-hmm. at the time, which is great. So they're they're doing their own little Forbidden Doors type thing where, hey, they're letting the other wrestlers come in. And, and I remember, uh, you know, Thunder Lager, man. He was a good wrestler. Yeah, Jushin Thunder Lager was a better than good. He was He's one of the, as far as Japan, I mean, he's one of the all-time greats. Yeah. He really broke that barrier of the Japan-America wrestling to the mainstream. Exactly. He was one of those first guys. I mean, he's on the first Nitro. He's one right? of those guys that really yeah. f- broke people into becoming familiar with uh, Japanese wrestlers. Here comes uh, Flying Pillman. Flying Brian Pillman. Flying Brian Pillman. Who was, uh, uh, I think probably he really got his first taste of success when he was tag teams with uh, Steve, Steve Austin. Austin. Yeah. In Hollywood WCW, Blondes. the Hollywood Blondes. Yeah. Uh, that tag team was not even close. They were good. <laughs> they, I don't think. I think they just scratched the surface yeah. on how great they could have been. Exactly. So, I don't know if you noticed, Chris, but there's constantly people going up the escalators. There is, dude. They <laughs> even, I love they, it. They do some wide shots of it, and people are going up and down the escalators. Uh, oh, yeah. you see, even Bobby, uh, the Brain Heenan's talking about it. Like this ha- this somebody, is a. Uh, did I say the weasel in the background? Yeah. So this is a. Uh, um, uh, cruiserweight, I guess later they would come on saying the cruiserweight matches. Yeah. Uh, it's not one of their best matches because they've had a couple really, really, really good matches. Um, but they're they're definitely two wrestlers at the top of their game going out of here. This oh, yeah. Match. Good stuff. Look at this, man. Ooh. One, two. They really, yeah, you get a lot with this group of announcers. Look at that. What a great move. That was amazing. Oh, yeah. Not until you get get Mike Tanay do you get the corkscrew plancha and the, you know, Hurricane Rana. You get a lot of the proper verbiage of, of what the moves were. These guys really weren't that educated on the actual technical moves. Yeah, go Pillman. 
You, you know, that kind of reminds me of, remember Gorilla Monsoon when he would uh, talk about someone was working on a body part and be like, he's working on the meniscus lateral or the... Right, yes. He would go yes. all scientific on it and, and it was just crazy to hear him talk. Oh, hit him. Hit him in the face of his leg. Logger just... Uh, jumped oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah they, did, they botched about three or four moves in this match. <laughs> exactly. He went for a hurricane run off the top rope and... Didn't quite execute as well as they should have. Abdominal stretch. And that was the thing, dude, is that they were live. And I and the funny thing is that opposite of this, this is the week when Raw wasn't even on the air. <laughs> okay. It, got, it must have got, I don't know if it got bumped because they always did that Westminster dog show. Oh, okay. Maybe something like that. Something like that. Eric Bischoff always says, oh, it was coincidental. It wasn't on purpose. And right. we all know that's bullshit. So if you go to look for Raw and it's not on, you start flipping channels. What are you going to come across? And some people say that. Like I think there's an interview with The Miz where he was flipping through going, you know. Oh. Oh, surfboard, surfboard, surfboard. That's awesome. See, those are only moves you see in Lucha or, or yeah. Japan, bro. Is that Neil Patrick, referee right there? <laughs> Neil Patrick Harris? No, it's not him. Is that his name? I don't remember. Hey, Neil Patrick. <laughs> It's my costume for uh, Halloween. You should wear I'm going to get a bow tie and a blue shirt. The crowd is clamoring. Yeah. You still see people walking around the mall. They have no idea what's going on. <laughs> the only place big enough to hold the Monday Night Raw is the Mall of America. Monday Night Nitro. Get it correct. Do I keep saying Raw? Yeah, it's all right, dude. I'll correct you. Nitro. Thank you. Uh-oh, Pimmons uh -oh, in trouble. Uh -oh, what's he going to do? Whoa! Look at all that padding, bro. They need to see. I need Mike Tanay here to tell me what's going on. Pillman's outside the ring. Staggering to get up. Pillman obviously later on joined the uh, Heart Foundation. Yeah. And he had that horrible, horrible motorcycle accident. Uh, that, you know, his leg, ankle, and knee got injured and... Oh, he yeah. Was oh, yeah. He was never the same. He just was never the same after that. And that's when they kind of yeah. had to play that insane Brian gimmick that he kind of had to play the rest of his career because he, he just was never the wrestler he was before. Whoa, off the top rope. Flying, flying splash off of the top rope to the outside of the yeah. ring. He nailed it on him. Brian Pillman's fired up right now. Look at this guy in the front row, dude. He's got the Hogan bandana on. Right? Look at, here, look at him. <laughs> it's crazy. You like it, don't you? I like it when they show like the ladies, like somebody's mom or somebody's wife on there, and she's all into it. Yeah, get him. I love it. Let's listen to a little bit of this. All right. Now both men, now both men looking for a tactical advantage here, but it is indeed Jushin Liger off the top rope, and Pillman's in trouble. Pillman is in serious trouble. He's not getting out of this. Wow. You don't get any closer. Wow. That was about a 2.95. <laughs> How many athletes is Bobby going to underestimate tonight, fans? We'll see. Well, I don't underestimate Three. people. I just, I'm a broadcast journalist. I just call the action. Ooh. Jewish and Lager tried to hit him with some kind of axe handle, and Brian Pillman just dropped, kicked him coming off the top rope right in his right face. A drop kick, a jump drop kick like that is generally an offensive maneuver. Brian Pillman executing it as a defensive move. Oh, very man. high risk, but equally Chop. effective. He drop kicked him with his leg shooting up as the man was coming down. Ooh. Very hard to do. Back to the neck. Timing is critical in that move. And oh! Liger bomb. Has Pillman won? He got oh, no. Wow. I mean, this really kind of showed. I mean, in, in this... Pay-per-view, or excuse me, in this uh, Nitro, this is probably the better of the three matches. Um, and it just kind of foreshadows how much the cruiserweights, as, under, as, as underrated as they were at the time, they were oftentimes the best oh, yeah. matches of the show. Yeah. They never got their due until some of them started going to WWF. You know, you got, you know, when they had uh, Jericho went over and Eddie Guerrero went over, yeah. Malenko, Saturn, and, and all those guys went over. They didn't really get their due until then. Yeah. This got buried by the NWO. This I'll got tell buried. You what, this is incredible action 
It is good, incredible action. Look at these guys, man. Yeah, even though you know they kind of you know messed up on a couple moves, this is definitely a, an action-packed match. Swinging DDT off but, the second row, but still, that's wrestling. That's you know, I mean, that's part. Yeah, you can't. That's part of live live sports because how many times is you know baseball guys. Or, or, you know, or football or basketball stuff happened that's just not supposed to yep. go the right way. Yep. So. Oh, here we go. He's going to roll him roll up right here. One. I think it's for the pin. Two. Three. That was it. Got him. Pillman. There you go. Yeah. So how many people would you say are in our that from that shot that you saw on the top view of it? Um, thousand, under thousand? Man, I'd say 800. 800? Okay. Look at them going up the escalator. They're all around. And it's kind of funny because you hear people talk about this and they say, "Oh man, they had a lot of people." And I'm like, "Yeah, but it was in the fucking mall, bro. <laughs> right? I couldn't like. I, I still I can't." If I was watching this, and I don't remember if I saw the first one live, I'm not really sure. Can't remember that far back, but I'm not taking it seriously at this point. I'm like, oh, they're in a mall, right? Okay. Yeah. Oh, Stinger, little uh, what's a Stinger gonna say? See, this is the sting that I fell in love with. This is the sting. Surfer sting. This is the bleach blonde hair with the fluorescent paints and the you know talking, 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 talking. Yeah, and backing it up, man. That's what I mean. That's the the sting that I remember. Not this the crow dark sting. I prefer this one. Because not only did he change his personality, he really changed his wrestling style when he crowed out. But you know some wrestlers. Oh shit! Oh shit! Hogan. Like Eric Bischoff's gonna say, Hogan has his own restaurant in the Mall of America. It didn't last that long, but here they go. They're out in front of it right here. Restaurant in Chicago. Coach Don Shula, the Miami Dolphins. He's got a steakhouse. But WCW's own world heavyweight champion Hulk Hogan. He's got pasta mania in the Mall of America. Pasta mania, brother. Hulk Hogan coming up. We got leg drop meatballs or what? Oh, jeez. Monday Nitro, you've got Big Bub in the main event. Oh. The greatest wrestler in the world. Hulk Hogan. You know something, Eric Bischoff? Tonight on Monday Nitro, Pasta Mania is going to all my Hulkamaniacs running wild. And I've eaten so many Hulkaroos and Hulkaroos, <laughs> I kind of feel... This <laughs> is the <laughs> worst. Because tonight, brother... This is the Hulk worst. Hulkaroos. Look at these young ladies. This is... What? I said, look at these young ladies right here, dude. Who's going to beat Big Can I have Yeah, this is terrible. And when I'm done dragging him around the Mall of America and all my pasta maniacs are tearing their WCW shirts off, brother, I'm going to give Big Bubba a dose of my Hulkaroos up there and then I'm going to body slam him again. <laughs> you know, with little Hulkamaniacs like that, pasta maniacs all around the Mall of America, Big Bubba, you better hey, too bad we couldn't on, focus in on seeing how much the prices were. Oh, man, I, I bet. Mean, yeah. Two ninety nine gets you a... Yeah, 16 ounce America, bowl. Brother, Hulk Hogan, oh my With God, elbow, elbow macaroni and. <laughs> He's pumped do? up, bro. Right. This guy, this is terrible. This is terrible. Uh, that, that was too cheesy. Let, let, let me um, just. Let me just say that and just remind everybody, I'm not a bit, I'm not a Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah, fan. we know that. We know that. Now. I never said I'm not a Hollywood Hogan fan. I'm not a Hulk Hogan oh, fan. Oh, okay. There he is. Yeah. Major boy Ric Flair coming yeah. out. What would you call that? What? Mandarin and, or colored yeah. and silver, you know, coming out and all like only the nature boy. Look at him. Don't touch me. Yeah, don't touch me. Woo. Woo. What? Yeah, woo, baby. I mean, obviously, we'll have to talk about it. We'll kind of talk about it now a little bit later when Sting comes back into the ring. Look at that mullet, dude. Yeah, the significance of this match, but not at the time, but later on in Nitro's history. 
Oh, the nature boy. When he when Flair had the mullet was when he was best. I think you yeah. know uh, he needed the long hair. Yeah. Eleven time at this point, eleven time world champ. Right. Here comes the stinger. Is he coming down the escalator. <laughs> there he comes. He's coming yeah, out of the men's look room. He's coming out of the men's room. <laughs> yeah, look at him. U.S. champ. Hugging ladies and kissing babies. Yeah. Well, you don't need. You're gonna need earmuffs and sunglasses when this match is over. I don't even know what that this means. WCW, where the big boys play. What a matchup we have got! It's, it's kind of funny to see the evolution of everything in wrestling. Like, look oh, at the definitely. look at the mat. There's no like uh, uh, emblem, yeah. no emblem on the side on the, side. On the skirts. Oh. Whoa! Oh, here we go! Here Sexy we go! Lexi Luger. Here comes Lex Luger out to the ring. This was the big, the big, big thing that happened in this Nitro. Okay, do you know why? Yes, of course I know everything. Tell me why. So Lex Luger was wrestling for WWF. He was the Lex Express, you know, wrestling with the red, white, and blue. Uh, him and Sting were really, really, really good friends. Yes. And he was under contract with the WWF, and his contract was going to come up soon. This is just unabashed. Go, well, what are we doing here? Sting reached out to him. Well, Bischoff had Sting reach out to him. Eventually, Luger and Bischoff spoke and offered him to come to WCW. And he said, okay, I will come to WCW. Time got closer to when and Luger reached out to Bischoff and said, well, just so you know, my contract runs out on Sunday. Right? The Sunday before Nitro. And Bischoff said, light bulb. Perfect. If we can keep this quiet and don't tell anybody, we can actually have you debut the next day on Nitro. And that's just going to show how you never know what's going to happen. That's exactly what happened. Half of the people in WWF didn't even know yeah. that he, they thought he was still employed over there. Right? They didn't so, even know. So that's why when Luger came out, everybody was standing up on yeah. their feet and looking. Oh my shit! There's Luger. There's Luger. Yeah. It really go. set the tone. Look at that night press. Damn, that was a Sting. press slam. Look at Sting is so. I love the Stinger, but I'm gonna tell you this, dude. He does this move like five times in this match, and it gets annoying. Oh, okay. Okay. But it's physically impressive, right? That's a press slam. Oh, the stinger yell. Look at him wearing his, what, hot, hot, hot purple hot tights. Hot purple tights. Dude, he looking, he's looking great. Dude, the stinger right here, he's prime right now. He's prime. <laughs> Ric Flair is selling. Classic drop. Yeah. He knows what to do out there. I mean, these guys will always be connected. I mean, Ric Flair really made Sting in that Clash of the Champions number one where they wrestled for the title. Right. They wrestled to a 45-minute draw. That really, really made Sting's career. Brought him from um, an upper mid-card guy fan favorite to like, okay, you're actually a contender for the heavyweight title. Yep. Sexy Lexi Duger. Stood there, didn't say a word, and walked away. But was he looking at Sting or was he looking at Flair? I don't know. You know, the oh, history of these things. I poke from Flair. There's a lot of what? There's a lot of scores that have to be settled that have never been settled yet. Ooh. And now we're seeing vintage nature boy. No, I don't Flair. think that we can underestimate how big of a deal that whole Luger thing was. Right? Yeah, I don't think so. You know, it was. It would, it would be like today. Like, you know, if you guys, anybody out there follows sports, it would be like Aaron Rodgers. On opening day, walking out to quarterback for another team without saying anything. That, that's kind of like how, you know what I mean? Oh, is he going to play? Who's he playing for? Well, you got to bring up Aaron Rodgers, you You're just assuming he's still the Green Bay quarterback, and all of a sudden on opening day, on the first game, he comes out with New England. Yeah. He's their quarterback. You're like, what? Yeah. You know, that, just, yeah, that is a good that's equivalent That's a closest that. equivalent. Or like a, ba or a pitcher for baseball. You yes. know, their season is a little closer together. All of a sudden, he comes, what? I didn't even know he was going to another team. That's... It was a big deal. A big deal. Look at the crowd laughing and giggling. Look at the ladies looking at Ric Flair. Look, oh, look at Sting. Ooh, there he is again. Press slam is going to put him through the ropes right here. Right 
Under the ropes, back into the ring. Now that's sure awesome power. From the floor, <laughs> pick up a 240-pound man. You got to know that these two guys loved wrestling each other. I oh, think yeah. Flair loved the fact that he was wrestling this young guy that could go, and he could go with him, you know. Right, you exactly. Know, like Flair and it's, they didn't always have the best matches, but they always had entertaining matches. They were good. The story was good. Now, loved it. Now, when I see Sting, Sting reminds me of WCW because he was there to the very end, yep. and he still holds that flag from WCW. I go, Flair going back and forth from WWF to WCW, back to WWF. You know, NWA, he, he never, I don't think he held any flag, but but Sting definitely was WCW. You know, it's funny, you know, I always see Flair as a WCW guy, NWA guy, but when he was there, and then he went to WWF, when he came back, he was not that 100% for me anymore. He had, he was back to like 80%. Correct. You know okay. what I mean? He was, yes, it wasn't yes. as, as pushy of a degree, where Sting is like, I see him, all, even though he went to WWF for a stint, uh, I see him and I only think WCW. Yeah, but the stint he went for, it was, you know, to represent yes. WCW. Yes. You know, it wasn't anything else than that. That's like the sixth time he's done the press. Right? Thing, That's number six right there, dude. I'm not going to take this from him any longer. And what, Flair was 225? Oh, shit. Arn Anderson's oh, coming out. Oh, yeah. They're really driving home that this is live. You don't know what's going to happen. You don't know what to expect. Arn Anderson's coming out from the locker room, Arn just standing Anderson there staring him down. Ring, and meanwhile, Sting launched a splash. He got about 15 feet in midair, but nobody home, as the brain pointed out. You got to wonder what is going Arn on Anderson. right now. Nobody does Flair. a suplex like an uh, inverted suplex like Rick Flair. Oh. He will hold you up there Look for at that. a minute. Like, Look at him styling, profiling, doing a little woos. Woo! What? But Arn is out here. Oh. Rick Flair is going to beg him for mercy. Stinger ain't going to give it to him. He's going to. Oh, oh yeah. He goes over the top. All close. We're going to count now. Are we counting? Got him up on the, he's in the rope. One, two, three, four, five, six. We all know Ric Flair is going to yeah, do his yeah. famous one leg up Flop. fall right here. You heard me right. Lex Luger makes his way out. Now Arnie Anderson stands. But that was the way to get the crowd back into it and make you count. And they yeah. still do it today, whether who's chopping or who's yeah. doing something. Count. Oh, right to the face. That was Ric Flair was always giving the right to the Dirtiest player of the game. Possumania. <laughs> they still talking about the pasta mania. Yeah, it was good, man. They had some. We just had some wingomania. Put <laughs> some chicken wings a little bit ago. Chicken wings. Oh, oh. They're actually doing some wrestling here. <laughs> Ooh, oh, bridge out. that was tough. That, yeah, that was nice. Stinger, man, they're going to backslide. Ric Flair ain't going to pin him like that. No, he didn't have those arms locked in. Look at Arn Anderson. He's just pacing out there like a cat. <laughs> I don't know which one of the wrestlers he's looking at more viciously. Now, yeah, to tell, shut up, Michael. Superplex, thing's going to superplex Ric Flair off the top rope. Here we go. Yes. Oh, That was... Looked like it hurt Sting there. Yeah, that was well executed. All right, Sting, talking to Iron. What are you doing? Come, baby, come for it. There we go. Oh, from behind, behind the knee. Ric Flair, obviously everybody knows Ric Flair's big finisher is the figure four. He starts working on the leg. He's got Sting. Oh, he's going to put him right in the figure four. There we go. Here we go. Sting has never given up, has he? No. This man can endure more pain than probably anybody I know. He's trying to turn it. He's trying to reverse the figure four here. Oh, Ric Flair's got the rope. Right. This has been a grueling contest. Oh, now they count fast, huh? Makes his way to the ring. Uh -oh. 
Uh, Looks like Ric Flair got disqualified. He wouldn't let go of the rope. Arn Anderson came in, broke the hold. Ric Flair's trying oh. to shake his hand. Taking his jacket off. Arn Anderson took his, his little slacks. Now they're fighting. Oh. Look at that, dude. Yeah, Flair's running. He's running to the arcade. He's running back to Pasadena. He's running back, dude, to the arcade, dude. He had next. He had his quarter on the <laughs> by the joystick, so he was ready. He was next. Oh shoot, Arn Anderson! You don't want to get in there with the stinger, dude. The stinger will rip you apart. Oh, there you go. Oh, wait a minute. Give him a jacket. I mean, let's not forget Sting was in the Four Horsemen. Whoa, who's this? Scott Norton. Scott we've, Norton. We've talked about him before. Yeah. Loser. Scott Norton, yeah. come out, man. I want to be on Nitro. Whoa, they're getting each other's faces. Oh, here he comes. Oh, here comes the Macho Man. Yeah. He's snapping to his Slim Jam. So I, I could totally see Macho taking off from uh, WWE because he was doing announcing to get back in the ring and do some yeah, wrestling, man. I don't know. Vince McMahon, they were going through some youth movement. Yeah, look at Macho. He still yeah, looks great, You're one of the dude. best wrestlers in the world, and you're sticking him behind a goddamn microphone. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. You got mic skills. You got a charisma. You got the crowds. You know, know his name, so that's a draw right there. Look at this. Scott Norton trying to get in. Bischoff telling him no. You got some crony with a tie telling him to get back. That, yeah. Look all at right. this. Look at this right here. This so, is all you. Oh, this was totally exciting, man. They said Sabu was coming to WCW. And I think he was on the next episode of Nitro. Yeah. Yeah, he, he oh, uh, where was he wrestling out of at this point? Yeah, I, I'm not sure, bro. He Independence, uh, Japan, probably. probably Japan, like probably your Independence. Yeah, they took a look at it. This is pre-ECW. Vicious. Look at that, dude. There was no one like him, dude. No. Sabu's out of this world. Little music video montage of Sabu is going to come wrestle next week on Nitro. Yeah. Back to Mall right, of America. Welcome back to the Mall of America. Minneapolis, Minnesota, WCW's Monday Nitro here on TNT. To think I could have bought 10 acres of land here for 17 grand in 1953. Of course, I was only eight years old at the time, so who knows? By the way, speaking <laughs> the of winners, fuck is Gene I Okerlin want to talk about? the winner of the WCW Harley Davidson sweepstakes, oh. Mike Hill from Kelman, Alabama. If you're out there watching tonight, congratulations in route to you. You know, they didn't do a lot of promotion for the for this Monday Nitro, the first episode. They didn't do a lot of heavy, heavy TV. A lot of heavy, heavy promotions okay. they're going to have this on. on Scott Norton, the man that just uh, came out here and disrupted things. Yeah. And I've talked about Scott right Norton before when they started getting everybody that, on, the yeah. NWO. on the NWO. He was one of the guys I was kind of like, whatever, dude. Action is going to be coming your way. Right, once he came out, he's like, Scott Norton's part of yeah. Oh, Johnny B. Bad, hell yeah. Oh, Dirty Dick. On Saturday night, WCW. Yeah. Fall Brawl. It's kind of amazing, dude, that they were having, still having pay-per-views and their ratings were all way down and a lot, a lot of people were watching. They were still putting on these big, huge live events. I mean, the money it must have cost to do it versus the money they were bringing in. I mean, yeah. I'm not one to get Barely involved. breaking like even if there were. Maybe. All right, let's take a look at you know, but you know, some of these guys needed to sell some shirts. Oh, we got another, uh, we got a long shot of everybody going to be, uh-oh. Oh, in the past, Michael Wall Street. People have talked and talked and talked about the new generation. Mm, but Mr. Wall Street's the estimation. The new generation. The new generation is nothing more than the few generation. 
And that is why I'm here in WCW. Yeah. Because it is about power. It is about money. So the, is about him talking right. about the new generation, the that was their the tagline in WWF. The next Randy generation Savage, or the new generation. Steve, yeah. So Vader, he's obviously, and that's where he just came from. List, and he Mr. was uh, the IRS, <laughs> Erwin R. Scheister. Yeah, oh, right. I'm sure um, that the IRS is going to be real close. I'm sure the IRS is brought to me really close. Because as you go down the road in the WCW, People are going to know for sure that Michael Wall Street is a real player. <laughs> Michael Wall Street. Of course, he, he was uh, in WCW, All-American at Syracuse, and then he went to uh, WWF. He was IRS there, uh, came back to uh, WCW, and uh, he, of course, his son is one of Greg's favorites. How about sons? Bray Wyatt. Yeah. How about his other son? As Big Bubba makes his way to the uh, ring, we've got to take I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right now. Yeah. And open my beer. Uh, and uh, his son, Wyndham, right? Isn't that Bray Wyatt's real name, Wyndham? Yeah. His yeah. first name's Wyndham after yes. Barry Wyndham, obviously, who's one of the most and underrated wrestlers the in the history of wrestling, in my Here opinion. Should have been man. world champ. Uh He's always a, he was always kind of a solid mid Carter. Who? Um, uh, Michael uh, Wall Street. Mike Rotundo, yeah. Oh yeah. Dude. So here comes Hulk Hogan with uh, Jimmy the Heart or Jimmy Mouth of the South Heart. Yeah. And, uh, it's just God. I just watched this and I'm like, this is the like watching Hogan is watching some of the cheap. I understand as a little kid being into it, but man, this is like the cheesiest. Over, like acting, just. Oh, I just I don't like it. I don't like. That's why this is the epitome of why I'm not a Hogan fan. I mean, watching this right here. I don't know, dude. Look at him, Hogan, man. Yeah, look exactly. Coming now. Look at what he's doing. He comes out there like, and who are Why are they putting him up against Big Bubba Rogers? They just had a. Maybe they just. Maybe he was next in line. Maybe he earned it. You got him. This is WCW. Yeah. Did you hear the music in the background? It's Scott Norton. So Norton's I did hear it. It sounded like Hard Body's name. Hard Body's Hogan style. We got the Hogan Bodies. How about uh, every every ten bowls of pasta mania you get a copy of Hard Bodies on VHS? Oh Jesus! Yeah, look at his hair, bro. Look how tan Hogan is. Yeah, oh, he's flexing. He looks really. He looks like he's probably lost like twenty pounds. Okay, from when he was in WWF, he's just not as big. I sure he didn't get a haircut. Yeah. So for those of you that don't know, he's he's uh, wrestling Big Bubba, who is uh, basically a uh, big boss man. Yes, that he's probably most known for Robert Trailer. I think that's his name, right? Robert oh, Trailer. I think yeah. it's his real name. I don't even know why he's getting a shot at the world title. But okay, here we go. He needs to team up with Akeem. Thank you kindly, Mr. Brother. That's gonna be my Halloween costume this year. I'm gonna be Akeem. You're gonna be Akeem. Love it. We're throwing out nuggets. You're welcome, guys. I mean, I wish I want to pause this. I'll probably watch this maybe again so I can kind of see the stores. So the background of the ring is like a big long corridor, you know, we're at a mall where there's stores on each side. I want to see what store, like, where's the Spencer Gifts? Where's the Orange Julius? <laughs> you know? Where's the Orange All those kind of, you know, those places. Where's the Claire's? I see the Claire's right there, you know? The Gap. You know, you got all these little, you know, stores that down the corridor. Mall America has probably got everything. They probably got oh. like popcorn world, and they probably got a store for each color of popcorn, right? Yeah, they got a flag store. Oh, 
Does, that, want to does that thing say Alamo flags? I don't know. Tell me this man isn't in control. Oh, see, damn ref, he wants to count, man. Oh, oh thumb to the eye. Thumb to the eye. If I know anything about eating a bunch of pasta before an athletic event, Michael Scott taught me, don't do it. <laughs> Maybe he, they said he should have had it last Especially night. if you're going for a 5,000K run. <laughs> <laughs> they should have said he had it last night. You've got the Zodiac man. You got Ming with the golden spike. I mean, this yeah, that says Alamo Minnesota. flags on there. Like a, oh, because it's from Texas. The Alamo's in Texas. Where is this Kamala from? Yeah, Texas flag is there. Uh, Umunga. Big Bubba must be feeling very confident. He's just turned his back in the world heavyweight champion. Charge? Oh, botch. Oh, wow. Missed him. There we go. Oh. Okay. Look at him holding it right there. Fake. Oh, did you see the sign? Hogan sucks. Uh, oh, yeah, there's one. Hogan is a wimp and Hogan sucks. Right in the front row. Oh, man, that's on terrible. On the hard camera side, dude. That's terrible. Love it. <laughs> oh, the ref pulled him off, dude. Yeah. Said I called you to five. Oh. You got to think. They're showing a shot right now. You see the escalator in the back. There's people who are probably on that escalator like, oh, my God, wrestling's going on. Oh, my God, is that Hulk Hogan? Right. Well, I thought that people would just get off, got off and on. Okay, I got off this side. I'm going to go down this one and get back on it. Like they keep it rolling. Like yeah. you can't stop walking. Yes. You have to keep walking. Yes. Go. Oh, oh, you missed it, Jimmy Hart? I mean, Greg, you have to admit, as much as you were, have been, or are a Hogan fan, that his move set and his the way he wrestles in the ring is hokey. Oh yeah, no, we're not talking about that, dude. It is hokey, and it was all about his persona, the way he carried himself, the way he talked on the mic, the way he captured the heart of, of young fans, and that's what carried him and why he was so huge. But man, his wrestling ability is see. Now we're counting again, dude. Eight, nine, ten. If I was doing a ranking of best wrestlers, I don't even know if he would make a rankings. Okay. Even, no matter okay, how on, many okay. people, yeah, he's. Come on, get out of that corner. I mean, is he like Cena? Does the same ten moves? Dude, Cena's a way better wrestler than. Okay, I would, no, no, but a lot of people complain that Cena just did the same ten moves. He does. Yeah, he does the same ten. Moves. A lot of a lot of these. But he throws in some moves sometimes. You're like, I've never seen him do that before. Right? Yeah. Oh my God! Elbow drop. I've seen him do that before. Elbow drop. You know who he did that a lot with was when he'd wrestle CM Punk. When they would wrestle, he would throw at Cena. When he would wrestle CM Punk, he'd throw in a movie like, I've never Hogan. seen Cena do that before. That was a good match. I mean, they we did have a match that. of the year. They did have a match of the year. Uh, what year was that? Two, was that 16? Yes. Or so, right in there when they had that match of the year? Yeah. Let them know who's boss. Boss man. Hogan's in trouble. Yeah, Hogan's in trouble, trouble. again. It's like the Bears. Let me ask you a question, Bobby Hernia. Is this not the best action you have ever seen on wrestling on television? You've never been out with the Kowalski twins, have you? <laughs> <laughs> Big Bobby now, take That's why we love the Bobby the Brain Heenan. That was great yeah. right there. Oh, uh -oh. ran into the turnbuckle. Punch him a couple times. Ooh. Hogan. Ooh. Give him a boot. Oh, right. Side slam. Oh, he's hulking up. He's hulking up. Oh. He will not be denied. Hulk Hogan will not be denied. Oh, I've seen this happen before. He hears the humanoids. He gets that red and yellow going in his veins. He hears them screaming and yelling, and there it is. Yeah. Hulkamania's alive. Ooh. Nothing ah. hurt that man. It's amazing. Oh, here goes Hulk. Going to get the boot. He's going to drop the drop boot the on or drop the leg. That's One, it. Two. Three. Now oh, he got up before three. He did. He did. Look at the crowd goes wild. I don't even think Hogan's sweating. 
Uh, wow, dude, it doesn't even look like it, huh? Yeah, it sounds like Priest. Oh, look at the ladies. We love WCW. I don't want to look at those ladies. At best, those ladies were Minnesota. At best, those ladies were Minnesota threes. Oh, Dungeon of Doom comes in. We got we got Kevin Sullivan. We got the Boogeyman. We got Kamala. We got Earthquake. They're all coming out. Here comes oh, Luger. Sexy Lexi coming oh, out. We got Ming. Luger's oh, going to come out. Yeah, and start Luger. Up Dungeon of Doom. With his pirate shirt. They're what? Gonna bump. Who? Hogan and Luger bump into each other. Yeah, World War Three. What are you doing here? I saw you last night on WWF. And, of course, a little background. Uh, uh, when Hogan left WCW, Luger was brought in from WCW to kind of re be his replacement. Yeah. Never did the job, but. All right, Sting, hold them back. Macho, hold them back. Mega Powers. Whoa. You can't say that in 2022. What? Go back where you came from. Oh, yeah, you can't say that. You can't even say that to me? No. I would never say that to you, Chris. <laughs> Dude, you say it all the time. Go back to where you came from. <laughs> all right, man. We got uh, Luger. We got Ho. We got Luger and Sting kind of on one side of the ring. We got Macho Man and Hogan on the other side. Of yelling the ring. at each other. Yeah, bro, each I other told you. Like, oh, why don't you go? Why don't you hit me first? No, why don't you hit me first? Oh, you want to go? I'll go. Like, you know. Did Vince give you his approval to come out tonight? Yeah, right. Going Coming up on Nitro. Going to a commercial break right here. All right. The battle against muscular dystrophy rages on. Yes. WCW presents Fall Brawl War Game. The Muscular Dystrophy Association was the sponsor of Fall Brawl. I'm not laughing because that's funny. I'm just saying I've never seen that before. Muscular dystrophy and help out my pals. Yeah. Sunday, September 17th, live on Pay-Per-View. Oh, the benefit. Wow. That's cool, dude. Right? I'm down with that. I'll buy it. Okay. All right, we're trying to sort $14.99. Okay. Yeah. I don't know what's going on with Satan. Oh, here we go. Shoved him twice. Let me tell you why I'm here. I'll make it clear right up front. I'm here for one reason and one reason only. People say that you're the number one wrestler in the world today. You wear that WCW belt around what? your waist. I don't know. Huh? You, you wear that? No, okay. That makes you the only world's heavyweight champion. And I'm here to take that belt. That's why I'm here. Let me tell you something, Luger. Yeah. You the gun. Hold on just one second and let me finish. Then you'll have your peace. Just let me finish. I've been down the same roads as you. I've been where you've been. I've beaten the same people you've beaten. I am sick and tired of playing around with kids. I'm here to get it on with the big boys, and that means you. And I don't care whether it's next month, next year, or five oh, years from now. Oh, I'm going to get oh, my oh, shot. You see that That's kind of broad, huh? Yeah, but he was taking a lot of shots at WWF right there. Okay. I know where you've been, brother. You've been playing games. I'm going to have to give you your due, brother. I know when you started and how long you've been at it, brother. But when you come in the WCW, when you get it, Hulk Hogan. Uh, now he's brother, sweating, bro. Yeah. Thousands of Hulkamaniacs, brother, that are going to stand behind me each and every bit of the way. Luke. Yeah. Thousands oh, of maniacs. Thousands of maniacs. Brother, as great as you may be, you don't have to prove nothing to me, Ooh. brother. You don't have to wait till next week. You don't have to wait till next month. Just stick that stinky palm of yours out, brother. <laughs> Shake my hand. That little stinky, stinky palm. Yeah. Next Monday. What? Monday Nitro, right in Miami. I'll put the title. Oh, oh. That was bigger than the Mega Powers. I know. I can't uh, believe it either, Mean Gene. Oh, 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 there's, oh, oh. Shove. Look at Sting. All right, calm down, Luger. Eric Bischoff, Steve McMichael, the 
Oh, man, what a way to end the Nitro. I can't believe it. From the, yeah. All right, I'll tell you what. You just heard it. The match has been signed. Hulk Hogan to put his WCW. He's holding a little dog. Look at that. That's just. That's a treat for Rambo. Sabu's going to be here. Michael Wall Street is going to be here. More action than you can find anywhere you go looking for. Well, you heard it up there for yourself, sports fans. If you don't tune in next week, you got a screw loose. And I tell you one thing about you said the sports fans. How come we see the wrestling fans? You ain't their fan no more. After that, the you know, one thing I noticed about WCW is that they were always trying to say how much better they were than WWF. They were always trying to be like, if you're not here, we don't know what you're doing. But WWF never said things like that. Like you should be here instead of there. Kind of connotations. It was always they just really never acknowledged that WCW even existed. Right. That's it. Listen to the fire burn. Whoa, Nitro. Well, that was the first episode. That was interesting. That was that was interesting. You know what? It started off, you know, Pillman, uh, Liger, great match, uh, Sting, Flair. You know what? The names bringing in. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, was it Boss Man and, then and, and Hogan? Six minutes of hot garbage. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah, dude. But be- I think that they established a lot of things that, they, you know, they were trying to do. It was live. Yes, uh, you got Luger unpredictability, Norton unpredictability, then the Luger-Hogan confrontation in the ring. Now we're going to wrestle a match next week. You can't do that when you're doing all this pre-recorded stuff. You don't know what's no. up. But when you're doing it live, you can do these kind of things. But I think they really set the precedence and they really put their foot down and drew a line in the sand saying these are the things that we're going to do and we're going to continue to do. And you're going to have to step up your game because even Vince McMahon says he watched that first show and he was like, oh, this is real competition, and I think it really made him step his game up. And then from then on, it was one trying to one up, step up, step up, step yeah. up. It was ups and downs. Some yeah, one, it was ups better, and downs. It, d- worse, it definitely but... wasn't overnight. It was no. definitely ups and downs. And these guys, from a point that they started, so yeah, that was definitely man. So, uh, anyways, Chris, thanks, man. I enjoyed myself yeah, watching this, was, this uh, WCW, which yeah. I've been wanting to do for a while. I mean, we love, we definitely love the old school wrestling from mm-hmm. WWF and you know, Mid-South and, and NWA, but we got a chance to see some WCW, which I really liked and wanted to bring back because I didn't get a lot of it here in the West Coast or I didn't have cable to get, you know, TNT. But when I can go back and watch this stuff now, I totally love it and had yeah. a good time, man. So doing my homework, I did have a good time too. And the big smile on my face laughing at Hogan and Macho and even Luger himself, yeah. his big old flappy hair and stuff at like that, man. Good stuff, man. I loved it. I love it. I had a great time, you know, Watching it, going back, kind of reliving my youth a little bit. Not so much my youth. I mean, I was already like. <laughs> Did you see this with your grandma? Is that what it is? No, this one I was actually living out on my own already. So oh, okay. I was able to go watch it wherever I wanted to or have whoever I wanted over to. And beginning of the Monday night parties, which everybody right. remembers the Monday night parties. You'd watch that and flip it over and do this one or yeah. record one and yeah. watch one. Yeah. Well, I remember on the West Coast, I think I'd said it before in one of our episodes, they would do the WCW would because it was an East Coast feed would come on at like five yes. p.m. run up up against the Raw and then the WCW would play again but Raw was playing you know their live show or yes. whatever at nine p.m. so a six a six and nine and uh, that's what I remember dude. yeah so we would watch like five hours of wrestling straight through doing whatever else we were doing you, at the same you, time you and your buddies drinking some beers yep. talking to girls on the phone yep. <laughs> All that stuff. It was great. All great right. memories, great time. Glad we could watch this Nitro again and kind of talk about what we thought while we were watching it. I haven't watched it in a long time. Uh, let us know, you guys, if you want more of this or if you don't. Because we don't want to throw out material that, you know, the nation doesn't want to hear. Yeah. Let us know if you like I mean, it. If you, you know, don't like it. Well, I enjoyed doing it. I thought it was a great time, and I'd like to do more of it, you know. But, you know. BigTalkCG.podcast on Instagram, BigTalkCG at gmail.com, Twitter machine. There you Big go. BigTalkCG, Twitterfy. Yeah. We uh, want to get a little once-a-month mailbag going with a 12-year-old. Send out all your emails, your comments, you know, what you want to see, what you want to hear, and we'll, we'll talk about them all. We'll discuss them all. We'll do a little bonus episode every month just talking about what you guys want, what you guys say, and what you guys think. Man, I can't wait. Can't wait to hear from you guys from Taiwan to... Berlin to Sweden, Sweden to Denmark. Albuquerque, yeah, Albuquerque, yeah, right. 
Texas, everywhere, Florida, Florida Virginia, you know, Washington, state of Washington, all of California. We love you. Yeah, can't wait to hear from everybody. All right, all right, guys, from uh, Big Talk with Chris and Greg. See ya.